0: what's up guys and gals rick martinez here host of the no soliciting experience super stoked for today's podcast and yeah it's a little bit different we hopped on a zoom call and uh what was supposed to be the pre-podcast jam just turned into the entirety of the podcast so hope you guys enjoy so without further ado let me introduce today's guest his name is John Soriano. If you're over at Legacy, you know him as the regional over in San Diego. And John's a stand-up dude, right? Prior to being in door-to-door, he served this country in the military, specifically in, in the Marine Corps. And that's where he learned resilience. And he, it, it worked to his benefit. His first year in doing door-to-door at Legacy He had very little structure, and it took him a while to crack the sales system and the sales code. For the first year, he didn't even make $10,000. Now that is resilience to continue past all that. We talk about servant leadership, ethics, having core values, and the importance of our job in today's society. So, guys, without further ado... Let's get into the conversation. All I do is win, win, no matter what. got money on my mind. I can never get And every time I step up in the building, go up.
1: Yeah, man. Anyways, but people hitting you up kind of like sounds like that V quadrant. But so tell me about this podcast. I mean, I know this is new. What kind of inspired it? What's your vision behind it? Like, what do you hope to do Dude, with I- it? Dude, my
2: my thing is is there there are so many like obviously I want to have like top performers, but more than anything, dude, like again we we have gone back and forth a lot on this. There I feel like there's just a lack of ethics, there's a lack of authenticity, like re relatability, right in the industry. And if I can get somebody who you know is I wouldn't say like the like the best in the industry, but does really well and has like a really good culture for me, that's way more important, you know, as, as a leader management that has like a good culture, has a happy, productive little niche, little group than a guy who just goes out and sells for himself. Right. Like for me, long, longer lasting impact is the guy who helps people. Yeah my whole life, I guess I've, I've just been like serving people. I help people out wherever I can. That's just my background. We, like, you know, we came from nothing. I don't, we, we, we really didn't have much, but whatever we had, we give. And that's just what I do now. Like if, if, if if I'm in a position to help somebody, I will. And I just feel like that's, that's where the industry needs to go. And that's where it's starting to go. Like the people who are Mm -hmm. givers are starting to shine because for the longest time, they've just been grinding and grinding and grinding again, and now they're starting to become big big names in the industry this overnight success but right. that's that's kind of what 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 I want to get and i just want to talk with you know top performers pick their brain a little bit and somebody's going to listen to
1: it and it's it's going to help
2: them right
0: right
1: yeah no i i love that dude i uh, i love what you're doing uh yeah the biggest thing i know you know to talk about is the ethics you know just uh I do think we have a very important uh, career. I mean, I've always said it's sales, salespeople are the backbone of the free enterprise. Every company needs top notch salespeople, whether it's solar, pest control, alarms, or it could be in the medical field or real estate, or I mean, every company has some type of a sales team, whether it may not be a direct sales team, but so our, I think we, we definitely have a obligation to, you know when when people think of salesmen the first thing is not oh sleazy or oh they lie or oh they you know do whatever they can to get the sale because that's not what our industry has to be you know it, yeah. you can you can be ethical you can be honest uh and still make a lot of money right and i think yeah. a lot of people think oh Your salesman, you're probably unethical. You cheat, you lie, you're sleazy. You know, you use all the you high pressure me like it's crazy how many times at the door. Sometimes when I get appointments, people will say, "Okay, when you come back, like I'm telling you right now, like don't do any high pressure stuff." And I'm just like thinking to myself, like it's just crazy how that's the default that Mm -hmm. people automatically think that that's what they think about our industry. So yeah, I mean, right now with social media and you know with the platforms we have, we feel like we have an obligation to let the world know, like, hey you can make a really good career out of this and you can do it an ethical way and have fun and love it. Like uh-huh. yeah, our job, our job has challenges, but you know, it's, I, I love it. I love what I get to do every single morning. So.
2: Yeah, dude, exactly. It's, it's, it's just, I mean, the, the whole thing of, I don't know, the whole thing of summer sales, like just like that, that persona, of a summer sales bro it's it's starting to it's starting to fade now we're having like young new blood coming in and I mean there there's definitely like some leaders like Pessy like I know Kyle Nielsen like if, like Ian Wendt people were just stand-up dudes those are starting to be the pillars of the industry and what people look up to right you and Seth are up there as well I know dude you, you whatever you guys are doing it's working
1: right Seth is Seth is the man <laughs>
2: <laughs> dude, I love Seth. He is—he is so blue collar. I love it.
1: Yeah. It's fu- what's funny is I thought I—I I thought I had a good year last year. And yeah. I looked at Seth's number, and I was just like, "Damn, I had a bad yeah, year." Dude. <laughs> dude, he's like, I, "Here I am. I'm happy about my multiple six figures." And then it's like, yeah. "Oh, Seth made a Seth made a million in seven months." I'm like, "Damn, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, for real." But dude, he's dude, he's he's he's
2: he's a different breed, man. He is, but I think overall he's he's, dude. His like authenticity and yep. the fact that how he's so genuine, yep, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yep. So, dude, that's yep. that's yep. one of the things I've I've just been re re listening to his podcast. I'm like, okay, this this <clears throat> is probably what he does, and I honestly just try to emulate everybody who I interview. Just take bits and pieces how they right. talk, how they present things. That's,
0: it. It, it, it's, dude,
2: that's, that's really what it's about. So in a sense, I am kind of selfish because I, I get to learn firsthand from a lot of cool right. people. But it's also stuff that people apply. Like I'm teaching this to my team out here and it's, dude, it's just paying dividends.
1: Come on. And that's it. And honestly, that's probably the best message we can send to a door door space is that we're in this together. And I know that's like the COVID thing to say. I don't mean, I guess, well, the moment yeah, I yeah. said that, I'm like, oh, what am I, COVID? But yeah. no, like really, we're in this together, right? We're at the end of the day, yes, we have competition and yes, you know, sometimes we talk crap and whatever and like, oh, I'm better than you and all that. But at the end of the day, like, we're, we're a part of the, of the same team. I, I look at it like the military. You know, when I was in the Marine Corps, um, we, I would, like, us Marines would always talk crap to the Army guys, to the yeah. Navy guys, to the Air Force guys, like, oh, we're better than you, like this yeah. and that. And, but at the end of the day, we're a part of the same team. At the end of the day, all of us work for the same US military, you know? Mm-hmm. If someone messes with my army brother, you best believe I have their back, right? Yeah and and that's and that's what we need to do. We need to have that kind of camaraderie within the door to door space where hey at the end of the day, like I love you, like yeah, you may be my competitor, but you know what? If I can help you grow, great. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I have an abundance mindset where I believe there's enough business out there for everybody. Yes, 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 there is enough to go around in the solar space. Like you can have free like even in San Diego, you know, I'm in I'm in supposedly one of the most saturated markets in solar. But yet we still find business every single month, you know, there's enough to go around for everybody. So
2: exactly. Dude, that's what it is.
1: It's just abundance. Like the other day,
2: this is this is the weirdest thing, right? I had this kid, this guy straight up drive up, pull up right in front of me. So I'm I'm walking this way. He's driving the other way, turns into me and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And he's like, dude, you're the guy from Instagram. And I'm like, what the (laughs) hell? I'm like, dude, who are you? Who sent you? How do you know who I am? And what the hell are you doing in my neighborhood, dude? Um, turns out, dude, me and this kid have like gone back and forth a lot on Instagram. I'm just That's terrible. Funny. And it's like, I, I just kind of <laughs> forget who I talk to. But the, the reason I bring this up he's like, dude, I'm not in this area. Like if this is your area, like I'll, I'll bounce. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. Pull up your maps. I'll, I'll pull up my maps. We, we can, we can div- divvy this up. You stay here, I'll stay there. If I run into any of your customers, I won't try any funny stuff, dude. Like they're yours. There's plenty of dude. That's that's the thing. There's plenty of money in this world. There's plenty of sales to be made. There is no shortage of money. The more you give, the more you give, the more you get back. And that and that's just one of the things that, that I'm starting to learn from a lot of the super successful people in this industry. Is the people who give the most with no expectation of anything in return are the ones who are just
1: killing it and right continue to kill it that's right I uh, agree, man. service to many leads to greatness that's yeah. something i learned when i did network marketing the more people you help out the more people you get the more people that you help them get what they want eventually you get what you want right yeah. so and that's that's how it works and that's what uh we need more of we need more people with an abundance mindset i think um one of the challenges in leadership is um so uh, most of the guys that I've trained in my years of in management, um, you know, by now we've probably seen like, I don't know, over 250, maybe 300 or so people just kind of go through um, just our office alone. Um, and then some of them have gone on and done other things and or you know, went to a different market. Um, but I think one of the biggest challenges has always been how to change people's mindset to go from scarcity to abundance. Um, because most of the people that I've worked with, um, this was their first job ever doing sales. Um, I'm not big on going after people that have been in door to door for a while. Um, that's mm-hmm. just my preference. Yeah, I would rather take somebody that is completely oblivious to sale, but they, they're ambitious, mm-hmm. they're hungry, they're willing to put in the work because I just find that I have more loyalty. And that's why our office has been successful the last couple of years, just because our guys are pretty loyal to us, just because you know, we, we taught them their first sales job and how to be successful at this. But anyways, but what I was trying to say is one of the biggest challenges is like how to turn somebody to go from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. Because if you go on the doors and you have a scarcity mindset or you have, you know, commission breath, um, people pick that up, you know, and people don't yeah. want to do business with you. And uh, that's one of the things that I always try to do my best to encourage people to have an abundance mindset, to know there's enough to go around that, you know, if you are willing to just change your mind, you can make as much money as you possibly want.
0: Exactly. Holy crap. Yeah.
1: That's
2: literally the conversation I just had with a rep that just got here. Um, they they got here a little late, right? But granted, with all this COVID stuff, we're kind of all over the place. But they're, they're at a point right now to where, like, they're a little strapped for cash. So I'm having to front them a little bit. But they're like the 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 questions that they're asking is like, okay, well, how so to to reach the peak of my commissions, like how how many do I have to hit, right? Just that mindset, just the question before you even knocking, like, what do I have to hit to hit the top commission? For me, that's a red flag, mm. right off the bat, because it's like you're you're more worried about the result than putting in the work and letting everything fall into place, right. And it's 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 it sucks, but it goes back to that scarcity mindset of like, I'm strapped for cash. I'm having to ask my team lead for in advance or to to loan some money, right? And I mean, it makes sense. One of them, their 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 one of their tires blew out on, on the way down from Idaho, and it's an all-wheel drive car, so you got to replace all of them all at once. So that's right. something that they weren't expecting. Again, it just comes down to for me, and, and I I preach this so much. It's controlling what you can control it's true it's what what time you wake up what's the first thing you do when you wake up right right you can you can control like your attitude throughout the day um and in the last podcast with with taylor mccarthy he there there's a phrase he said that um shoot where did it go i I can't remember it off the top of my head um it goes he who angers you controls you Mm. So, whatever whoever whether it's on the doors or whatever circumstances angers you, throws you off your chi, off your balance, throws you a curveball. When life throws you a curveball, if you keep if you let that control you, that situation is going to ruin you because that that's the only thing on it's your true. mind. Right? That's that's a scarcity, that's a fear rather than like yep mean being, opti- being optimistic, being positive, being abundance, yeah. knowing that maybe yeah, I, I didn't make the sale, but I gave it a hundred percent of what I could. Right. I, I couldn't have done anything else because they just weren't buyers. It wasn't the right time. That's yep. something that's something you can't control, but you yeah. can control how quick you get over whatever happened at that door. That's true. And you can control how much effort you bring into the next door.
1: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't you you can't control what happens to you, but you mm-hmm. can control how you respond to it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the only control. So I I, uh, I have this thing on my wrist that I wear. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, if I can. So it says uh, so on it it says uh, oh right here we go it says uh, uh, it says unoffendable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I've been wearing it for probably going on three almost three years now, and it's a it's a commitment I made to myself one day that. I believe what cripples a lot of people is an offense. A, a, a mm-hmm. They they just take things personal, whether it's what somebody said, what's going on, what happened in their workplace, like just, just how life happens. Like and then and then they internalize that, and then mm-hmm. through through you know just laws they attract more of it. So I made a I made a promise to myself. I'm like, all right, no matter what happens, no matter what anyone says to me, no matter what happens in work and my marriage and with my family, like whatever, I will not become offended um because you know something practical in the door-to-door space i always tell my reps like look how people treat you is simply just a reflection of themselves Mm -hmm. you know it's like imagine if you knock the door and you had a mirror and how they treat you like when they when they see you they just see a mirror of themselves so if they themselves are carrying anger frustration they just lost their job or they're also offended that's how they're going to treat you so Um, I'm big on like, all right, I'm not going to let offense come come inside me because if I do, then by default, I'm going to start treating people. I'm going to be bitter towards them, angry, and I'm not perfect. Of course, I'm human. I'm emotional, right? Sometimes I have bad days too like everybody else, and sometimes I go to correlations, and I'm a little maybe – angered and a rep comes up to me and asks me a question and maybe I give him an answer with a, a little bit of a sass just because I'm angry but it's not really towards them it's just because I'm projecting what I'm feeling yeah and to do with them right um so I think uh you know it's it's definitely very important uh, uh for us to have a a good uh, accountability on our thoughts you know there's there's a bible, there's a bible verse that says uh, take every thought captive and i mm-hmm. think that's very true i think every thought that goes through our head every single day we have to process and we have to question and we have to say, okay, why am I feeling this way? Or, you know, what is it going to do if I continue to, you know, think about this and, uh, you know, make sure that every thought that goes in us is not a negative one, but instead a positive one, otherwise it starts to show up in how we treat our clients or our performance or, you know, why we're waking up later in the day or why we're now eating well or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So. Dude,
2: I freaking love this, man. Dude, we, 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 we We haven't even started the podcast, and I have to, dude, dude, forget it, man I'm, we're, let's 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 freaking go with it, dude. I don't care. let's, let's do you it go <laughs> yeah. i mean, whatever.
1: I, we're just we're just brainstorming right now <laughs> I mean, we, I mean if there's something formal we need to do, we can do that too a, dude so probably
2: stuff. like at, probably at the end, dude, let's let's just continue on, and at the end, I'll be, I'll, I'll just do a quick intro and say, okay. hey, just the next is off the top, it's not scripted. We just started chatting, and we just kind of went with it. So yeah. here we are. But yeah, dude, dude, I, I I agree with you 100%. When you say taking stuff personally, one of the things that, that I learned was it's it, the, the biggest thing that people preach on or the biggest thing that people use as a recruitment tool is there will be a ton of rejection.
1: Mm.
2: I think, and I've, I've learned it from a few people, I think that's absolutely false. Because in order for it to be true rejection, they have to know who you are. Interesting. Right? So think about it, think think about it, right? You, you recently got married, right? Right. I take it before you were married, you're probably dating around. Maybe you had your eye on, on a girl, but she just didn't see you and see your relationship going to where you want it to be. Right. She said, no, that is true. That is rejection. When you, when, when you you go up to somebody's door and you say, Hey, what's up? My name is Rick, my name is John. Like, this is what I'm doing in the neighborhood. This is who I'm working with in the, in, in the area. You have maybe 10 to 30 seconds of human interaction, of a brand new connection. There is, I mean, psychologically, emotionally, no way that they can truly reject you because they don't know you. Right. They're rejecting what you have, or they're rejecting the idea of you soliciting to them. So right. they're so they're not rejecting you. They're 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 rejecting the stigma or this big banner or this big sign over your head that, that says, I'm a door-to-door salesman. That's what
1: they're saying no to, not you. Interesting. And I think a lot of people they think they're saying no to them. Exactly. And that's why it hurts so much. And that's why exactly. like so many people quit, because nobody really wants to be rejected right, yeah. right by another human being. I mean that it hurts, you know, when, yeah. when somebody when somebody really does reject you, like as an individual, like that sucks, you know. Exactly. So that's that's interesting. No, that's that's a good way to look at it. Um, I never really thought about it like that. You're right. They're not really rejecting you. They're rejecting just whatever, um, uh, I guess, uh, judgment they have of who you are, mm-hmm. right? But it, but it's a it's a false judgment. You know, exactly. there's this great book uh, called The Four Agreements. I don't know if that's, you ever read that-
2: it. That's, that's literally what I have up right now, which was oh, where, which where I was going. Yeah, dude, that's it.
1: Oh, no way. No <laughs> way. Look at that. We're totally unscripted. Yeah. Cause that's what the four agreement talks about. It's like, nothing's personal, right? Mm-hmm. People have a, a, a virtual, everybody has their own virtual reality.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and every, everybody's virtual reality is distorted. You know, how I view myself is different than how you view me, you know, and, and how you view me is distorted. And even how I view myself is distorted. Yeah. and the key to life is just understanding that, like that mm-hmm. philosophy, and just being like, okay, nothing's personal, right? That's the first. Uh, the, that's the first agreement. Don't take anything personal. Is it the first, second, one, it one is of
2: those? The second one.
1: Second one, yeah. That don't take anything personal. So, and it's true. I mean, it's true, and you're right. And I guess when it comes to rejection, that that is true. They're not really rejecting you. Like the true, like the book talks about. You know, like you, like this human body. It's, this is the true me, right? They're, they're not really rejecting me because they don't know me. How can you reject something you don't know? Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's actually like a really good way. I'm going to start. Because I, I say that a lot. I always <laughs> tell guys, I'm like, yeah, you can be direct a lot. You're ready for it. But that's, that's good. I think yeah,
2: because I mean, because oh, that's, that, that's kind of what it is. I mean, that's, again, going back to what sales is. Um, so I, I started in door-to-door with a company called New Power, right? I'm not sure if you've heard of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So Thomas Schaefer, Corey Vanderpool, Rob Reimer. I was there in the beginning when we started out of one of the owner's house. We are, okay. our meetings were in his living room. And one of the things that I learned early on is that sales is just advanced communication. It's being able mm-hmm. to transfer emotion from you to yep. the other person. Right. So good. part of that is they, they, they don't know who you are. They People don't know who I am when, when I come up to the door. the the, right. the The first thing people see is this massive Mexican dude, right, with a big old smile. He looks like he's twenty one, but he's probably he's too freaking big. Most I do I I find people in the middle of the day, like housewives are like, "Who the hell is this kid?" Right. So, when I walk up to the door, I know that the odds are stacked against me. Hmm. tremendously, but that's fine. Cause they don't know who I am. They don't know that I have 25 different dad jokes for each situation. And each one is meant to laugh a little bit. Differently. Wow. And I laugh harder at my jokes than they will. Yeah. And that's just how I am. I, I think I'm funnier than, than I actually am. That's why I run a meme page. That's why right. I do stuff that's funny to me. Cause I think I'm hilarious. I'm just lucky that people kind of are, I'm hoping they're laughing with me and not at me,
1: right? Right. But
2: ultimately, I don't care.
1: So it sounds like you do. Have you heard of this thing called Price Framing? I haven't you heard of that before. So, um another great book called Pitch Anything. Mm-hmm. Um, then Arthur is like old Olaf Kloff, I believe. it's a really advanced sales book. like th- like this guy, his background was he would like pitch like multi-million dollar deals to investor and like get the sale. It was it's great. like, his his type of selling was like really high ticket, like, I mean, million dollar ticket sales. Anyways, but he talks about price framing. And what he says is, as the as salesperson, you have to understand that you are the prize, right? A lot of salespeople, they think the homeowners are the prize, right? So they go out there and they're like, okay, like they're the prize. I have to make sure that they like me. I have to make sure. So then that way I can win the prize, right? Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you have the mindset, whether you know it or not, where you're like, no, 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 I'm the prize. And if you don't like me, Guess what? That's your loss, Mr. homeowner, because you just yeah. missed out on my you just missed out on my dad's jokes. You just missed out on my big smile. You just missed out on the amazing service. I was going to miss you and guess what? That's your loss, not mine. Yeah, if you know, you're like, "You know what? Hey, I'm the prize. Right? I'm the hot girl walking around this place, you know?" There you there's somebody there's somebody out there that will be very appreciative of what I have to offer and that person will get a great service. And so anyways, I don't know. Uh, so he talks about that, just like, it's, it's a mindset. It's like, when you go out in the field, you have to recognize that there are hundreds of thousands of homeowners, but there's only one Rick, right? There's only one person exactly like you, with your exact humor, it looks like you, like there's only one person like you in the whole world, yeah. but there's hundreds of thousands of homeowners that you can help out and, you know, get solar, pest control, alarms, whatever, right? So. I think uh, it's important that we have that mindset of, of price framing, like, Hey, we are the prize, right? Something that, uh, one of my mentors told me early in, early in solar is pretend like you're walking around with, with a hundred thousand dollars in your pocket and you're trying to find out who, who deserves that money, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause in, in the solar space, right. When you help someone go solar, you just, you potentially just save them a hundred grand over X amount of years. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and then you just like, all right, Mr. Homeowner here, you know, I'm the prize. You just won me. Boom. Here's your money.
2: Yeah, of course, dude. That's what it is. Like one, one of the, and it's, it's so funny you bring this up. So, so one of my, one of my really good friends, right. His, uh, his name is Dan Cranford, right. Super good dude. Like a brother to me. Um, one of the things that he always told me when I was struggling, right. Knocking in the winter, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely tougher to sell solar in the winter and all this stuff. And I, I, you know, I obviously get, get, get in my head. That's really what it is. It's, it's not harder. I'm just in my head. But one of the things he mm. told me is, Hey, go out there and find somebody you vibe with. Wow. Just go out there, have somebody you, 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 you vibe with, have somebody who's your buyer, right? Right. All, Don't look to sell what you have. Go find somebody you can get along with and just talk to them about what you're doing. If 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 they like you, they'll be
1: genuinely interested in what you have. You want to hear a good tip that goes in alignment with that? So for new reps, learned this a couple months ago and I thought it was like amazing. So because you're right, you want to get in frequency right with people Mm -hmm. who who will buy from you because you're Mm -hmm. not you're not you're not gonna convert everybody. So a good tip, especially for new reps or even for us, cause we, you know, sometimes we don't want to do this job too, is if you don't want to maybe like knock because you're afraid of getting rejected or whatever, go knock on someone. So like for us, since we do solar, go knock on someone that already has solar and just have a conversation with them. I tell yep. it to new reps. So I'm like, hey, if you're afraid, go knock a door. Okay, go knock a door for someone that has solar and just say, hey, look, I'm not here to sell anything. I just saw you at solar. You know, I'm actually going around the neighborhood, seeing you at solar. I just want to chat with you like how has your experience been with solar and then like people are like oh I love it this okay who'd you go with like oh that's a great company like and then you just talk to them but then once you're done with that interaction now you're in that frequency right you're like all right I just talked to somebody who Mm -hmm. loves solar great now the next door I'm gonna go knock will also be somebody who loves solar but just hasn't gone solar yet exactly that's that's always that's a great just tip for like new raps like or for anyone that just like has, like, oh, I don't want to knock, I'm scared, just go knock a door for someone that has solar. Yeah. Chanc- chances are way higher that this person will be like kinder to you, yeah. right? If you just right off the bat, just say, hey, I'm just here to like ask you about your solar. Um, You know, like um, I was in Texas a couple of weeks ago. We're looking at opening up some markets there. And that was one of the things I did for the first couple hours. I mean, I don't know anything about the Texas market, never knocked in there. Don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about the utilities. So mm-hmm. the best way to learn was I just went and just knocked on a couple people's doors that already have solar, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Hey, just tell them about your experience." And all of them were happy. They're like, "Yeah, I love it. It's this, this and that." But along the way, I also got to learn about that market. So, exactly. but it, but it, but it also put me in a good mood because now, since I was a I was a little bit afraid to knock in a new market, like a market that I'm just not used to, it kind of like you know, it 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 got rid of those like uh cobwebs, right? Where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, "Okay, people here are actually pretty nice. Great. Let me now go knock a door of someone that doesn't have solar yet."
2: hmm exactly dude and along with that i mean this is also like a tip for people um like whether it's solar or whatever think of it this way right we talk about simplicity and everything taking a vast subject which is solar n- net metering you have everything you have shading you have the tilt of the panels you have all that stuff right all that stuff is is in your is in your quiver, but if you talk to somebody who already has it and they can simplify everything to give you the super condensed version of it, now you know what people are looking for. Now you know mm-hmm. why people buy, you know? So, by you talking with people, you're also understanding buying habits in that area. Right? What's what's important because it maybe they they got it 6 months ago, maybe they got it a year, 2 years ago, right? But if they right. remember the key points, that's likely to be a hot topic in that area. Right. So now you're understanding the market a little bit more. That's actually super right. funny. That's actually super funny you bring that up because when, when when I when I have a really bad day, like a really, really bad morning, I really don't knock to sell until I have at least one good conversation with somebody. Right. Go knock a solar door, dude. Yeah. You'll get a you'll get a great conversation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. Just Finding, finding connection, finding some sort of like re- new relationship, just a, a relationship. Right. It's, I, I don't know. I, I guess you can call it a, a friendship high, right? Yep. It just puts you in a good mood. You just made a new friend. One of the things that I was, that I learned was make a friend, make a sale. Wow. You know, so maybe, maybe they, maybe mm. they, they don't buy, but you're already in the, you're, you're already in the friend making mood, Right. right. So if you make a friend and you end up selling them, your chances of retention are are slightly higher because if you have a friend that you bought something from and, you know, maybe you're kind of iffy, you would feel more bad about canceling with a friend than just a random dude. If it's a random dude, you just say like, hey, man, it's just not going to work. Like, I appreciate what you did, but uh, I'm I'm just, you know, going to have to cancel the service. But if it's a friend, you're like, hey, dude, like, I know you told me it was going to be this. I'm just having some issues with this. Can you help me with right. it? At this point, you're more like likely to retain it, and they're more likely to express what they need or need clarification for.
1: Right. Yeah, and you can't have a friend if there's no trust, right? And I mm-hmm. think trust is it's crucial in business in general. Um, you know, uh, there's this book called The Speed of Trust where it talks about when when trust is high, things get done a lot faster. Mm-hmm. But when trust is low, things get done a lot slower. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like for the friends I have, like I call them my friend because I actually trust them, mm-hmm. right? To to some degree, you know. I mean, of course, I have friends I trust more than others. But if you're, if I call you my friend, period, I have some type of trust. Yeah. So it's very important that we gain the trust of our clients, um, because then, like you said, they're less likely to cancel, right? Because they're like, okay, you know what? I trust what this person told me. I trust everything we said is true and correct, and and the truth is, like I, I'm a big believer, like you can't fake that kind of stuff. That's why yeah. back to our conversation about ethics, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, for the for anyone out there that might be doing unethical stuff or might be bending the truth just to get the sale, or maybe they 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 don't say a, a key point about whatever service you're offering um, to the client. Like I think people intuitively can pick that up they can mm-hmm. pick up that energy, right? Like, like maybe you didn't fully disclose everything about, the, about going solar. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was one really important thing you left out and you left that on purpose because you were afraid that if you said this to the client. They might say, oh, I don't want to do it. And I really do believe that after you leave, um, people sometimes they're like, man, like, I don't know. I don't know what it was about John, but there's just something in my gut feeling. I just don't trust them. I don't trust what he said because I, I really think people can pick that up.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: really important that we're honest um, here's a great one liner. Uh, I wish I could say it's mine, but I actually learned it from one of my reps. His name is uh, Diego Avila. And he says, uh, honest conflict is better than dishonest harmony. Mm-hmm. So honest, honest conflict is better than dishonest harmony, meaning it's better to be honest with somebody. And yes, there's a little bit of conflict. It's a little bit of confrontation, right? You're having a hard conversation, right? Um, but it's better to do that than to have dishonest harmony, meaning you're, meaning you weren't honest. But now you have harmony, right? But it's mm-hmm. fake harmony. And mm-hmm. people pick up on that. So, so yeah, I mean, just what I was trying to say is just trust is so crucial. And if you are so good at building trust, then you, you make a friend, right? And then they are less, they are less likely to cancel. They're less yeah. likely. And at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, it's like why would you spend two hours, one hour, three hours, however long it takes you to close a deal, uh, if you don't build trust and if they're going to cancel? You You just waste a lot of time. You know, at the end of the day, time is very valuable. So if I'm gonna invest two hours in a person, I better be sure that those two hours are, are filled mm-hmm. with just tons and tons of quality.
2: Exactly. And, and with that, and, and it's, dude, I, I love where this is going. Along with that, yeah, you may have, what is it, con, conflicted harmony?
1: Yeah, so, so this on, uh, this, I'm sorry, honest conflict is better than dishonest harmony dishonest harmony right so
2: with that right let's 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 just play out the scene right lately i've i've been very uh, meticulous in decisions and choices and outcomes of those choices right one of the outcomes if you weren't truthful in what you were doing let's play out that scenario yeah for me in pest control right i may make a sale they may get you know i i schedule them out for a day or two or if you're in solar alarms, whatever it is, right? If you weren't honest, you got the sale, right? You're now on a high, and this is super important for first year reps or newer reps. You're on a sales high, Mm. but you lied to get there. Right. When your customer finds out, and they're like, no, I don't trust you. No, I don't want anything to do with you. No, cancel me out. And what happens then? Where, where, where is the rep's emotional stay going to go?
1: Right. Yeah. And then when you think about it, you bring them out. So now you start thinking about that, you bring more. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, that high turned into a low. That turns into a low. Yeah. They cancel.
2: They're, they're not telling you why they're not responding to you. Right. Because whatever you say, they're not going to believe because you blew it the first time. So right. what's going to happen? What, what happens with most first year reps? They go into this rut. Yeah. They, they, they dug their rut. And right. now they think that oh, it's the customers don't like me. No, it's just you. You chose to leave something out. Something as, as minuscule as like, you know, for tax for solar. There's a UCC one filing. It's only two hundred and something bucks, right? If you need a refi, just let me know. All it is, mm-hmm. it's just two hundred. It's it's technically a lien, but if you do need to take take the or. Have have your home refinanced? Just
1: let me know, and I'll I'll cover it for you. No big deal. Right? Yeah. But it's it's you were honest. You were honest. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest question in solar that a lot of reps get tripped on by homeowners is when the homeowner says, "Well, what happens if I move and the next owners don't want it?" And it's crazy how reps in solar Mm -hmm. will just beat around the bush with this question. They'll just say, "Well, you know, that will never happen." this, this, and this, but, and, and they'll just beat around the bush, beat around the bush. They'll never give the homeowner a a direct answer. And, 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 and sometimes that might work, right? The homeowner might be like, okay, I guess what you said makes sense. But in the back of their head, they're still thinking, but what if,
0: what what if?
1: if I get that one person, that one person that buys my house and they just hate solar and they don't want to take over the PPA. Right. That's usually what I sell, just PPAs in San Diego. And so like, I'm just honest. I just tell them straight up, like, listen, I'll be honest, like most, like that probably won't happen. But if you get that one, like 0.01% person that just hates solar, um, then you're, you're going to have to pay the whole thing off. Um, however, my, my advice to you would just be go find another buyer. I just say that. I just look them in their eye and just say, go find another buyer. Mr. Homeowner, there are way more people out there that mm-hmm. will gladly take over your solar than people that won't. But if you have that one person that says, I will not buy your house with a solar, just, t- just go find another buyer. Right. It's honest. Like it's honest conflict. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like they, they probably don't want to, he- they probably don't want to hear that, but that's what they need to hear. Because if I just beat her on the bush or if I give them some like BS answer, like they just pick up on that. They're like, Oh, I don't know. I didn't like that answer. It just, it didn't sound mm-hmm. uh, authentic. It didn't sound, com- it wasn't a complete answer. So I'm just honest. I'm like, yeah, like if you want it, I mean, if, they're gonna have to pay for it or go find another buyer.
2: That's yeah. it. It's simple. That it's it's literally that simple, and yeah. oh, man. it's that that's what it is. Just keeping everything the same. I don't, dude. I mean, I I, I grew up at LDS. Uh, one of the things that um, one of the questions in in our like, I guess, routine interviews with our ecclesiastical leaders is, are you honest in your fellow de- dealings wow. with men? With yeah are you honest with your with your dealings with your fellow men yep there we go that's what it is i mean it's it's i mean all i've been mean, growing up i was like why 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 do you ask this but now looking at it the, the amount of um, the, the amount of emotional stress and the emotional discomfort that it brings it's literally like having a pebble in your shoe one 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 of the craziest things that I've I've recently started to do, and I, I take into account way more, is emotional currency.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How much emotional currency am I willing to put into something? Whether that right. a, whether that be a relationship, whether that be a customer, whatever it may be, right? Let's 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 talk about customers, right? And this is something that most people don't talk about, but I leave sales on the table if I know. They're not my type of customer. These are the people that will haggle you for price. These are the people that will want the premium products, premium equipment, premium service, but are paying for knockoff pricing. Right. They're going to haggle you with everything. If anything goes wrong, that's going on you. So yeah, you may have to lower your commissions for it. But how much extra work are you going to have to do? How many phone calls are you going to have to take? How many fires are you going to have to put out? How much more work are you going to have to put into that deal? Is that worth your emotional sanity? For me, because I, I deal with anxiety and depression, if I deal with that, I'm just going to get more anxious. The more anxious oh. I am, the less likely I am to perform. Because it's it's not just one sale and I'm done. Like I have to go out, and especially with solar, dude, like, for a time, like, I was dealing with a really bad installer. Like, I had customers that were just pissed off with my installer. And I'm in somebody's house trying to sell them on, like, hey, you should get this solar system with me. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know how much that tears
1: you apart? Totally.
2: Because so,
1: you know because you know that and they don't know that. Exactly. And so, – uh, the, fir- the first person you got to close is yourself, right so if you're exactly. not even closed on your own product then it's going to mm-hmm. show up in mm-hmm. how you talk to your clients
2: yep so where where are you putting your emotional currency me right. i would rather put that into helping people whether they buy my service or not i'm right again, one, one, one of my lines lately when i'm like leaving my card or something I'm like hey look if you I know mean, obviously you're obviously not interested but while i'm in the neighborhood if you need anything Here's my info. Give me a holler, even if it is just to do some heavy lifting for you.
1: Wow. That's a
2: good that's, line. I mean, that's, that's what it is because then not just that, but you're kind of giving them one last little tidbit of who you are and they're like, huh, no one's ever said that. Right. And it's not like, if you need anything, give me a call and I'll take care of you. No, it's <laughs> if you need anything, give me a holler. I'm here to help out in any way I can, even if it is just to do some heavy
1: lifting for you right right that's good i mean yeah i mean so you know, you mentioned uh will yes so you know i I'm, I'm very big in my faith i, mm-hmm. I go to a non-denominational uh mm-hmm. church here in san diego and uh you know one of my favorite verses is in galatians where it says uh you know god will not be mocked as a man sows that he will reap you know in, in other words we we do live in a world and whether you believe in god or don't right for the people listen to this like it, it's just it's universal principle whatever you mm-hmm. sow that's what you reap right and if you don't believe me then try, try to try to build try to grow an apple tree by building or by putting in orange seeds it doesn't work right you mm-hmm. don't just put in you don't put an orange seed in the ground and then expect an apple tree no you're mm-hmm. going to you're going to get whatever you sow and it works the same way in the, and and like just human transaction, whatever you sow, if you sow kindness, if you sow honesty, if you sow truth, then, then that will also be your fruit, right? But if you sow lies, if you sow deception, if you sow just, you know, things that are negative, then eventually it will come back to you. It may not come back to you that day. I mean, I and then it also goes with even sowing good things, right? You could do a lot of good things. So we talked about your page, right? You were sowing a lot of humor, a lot of, a lot of just making people laugh, right? A lot of, you, you know, you were sowing all these things on your Instagram page for so long and you didn't see the re- the results right away, mm-hmm. right? You're just now finally seeing the fruit of your labor, right? So that goes both ways. You know, you could be sowing lies, you could be the best sales guy for a month, six months maybe, but if you, but if you got there because you lie, you deceive people, whatever it was, eventually it will come back to you. And, I mean, I I definitely don't want to be in that situation, you know? So so it's important for us as salespeople to always be sewing uh, just great stuff out there to our clients, whatever that may be. Whether they buy your your product or don't buy your product, you always want to sew just good stuff into them. You always want to leave them better than how you found them.
0: Exactly.
2: That's what it is. Whether, Whether you're religious, spiritual, whatever it may be. God, Buddha, the universe, whatever you put out, that's what you get back. Simple right. as that. So, just 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 keep putting out good good vibes, just keep putting out good I guess deeds, good yeah. deeds, just yeah. serve, which is kind of what what, what you've been doing, right? You've, you've, right. You you've take, you've taken on this 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 level of like servant leadership and it shows right again i i've i've been following you as well i've seen legacy grow to where they're at right now you know just like any company you have some good times you got some bad times you got some stuff that right. happens right but you've grown your region dude it's the cuz i i love to follow other people cuz i love to see what what other people are doing right on the side right. note if if i see people having success that means if they can do it i can do it right And I'm happy for them. I'm stoked that they're killing it. I'm stoked that they're doing what they are because that just means that if it's possible for them, then I can do it as well. Right. Right They're They're finding their clients. That means I can find my clients pretty simple. Right. But with that, you guys have just been growing crazier and crazier, build bigger and bigger. Right. Right. You have a, you have a, you have a servant leadership model. Like how, 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 how has that helped you or what exactly does that look like?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not going to say I'm the best at it. I'm not perfect. I I still have my flaws like everybody else. I still have my bad days, but uh, I do the best I can to always have a mindset of how can I help my people? My mentor uh, has always told me, he's like, your paycheck will always be a direct reflection of the amount of value you bring to the marketplace. So the more value you bring, then the more of a paycheck you have. So So back to those four, uh, those four quadrants I talked about earlier, the four cash flow quadrants, um, you know, the beauty of a door or running an organization is that you get to participate in that B quadrant, right? So the B quadrant states that um, uh, people or business makes you money. So when you're self-employed, you get 100% of one person's efforts, right? But when you run a business, now you get 1% of 100 people's efforts. And the question goes, which one's better? Is it better to make 100% off one person's effort or to get 1% of 100 people's efforts, right? So for me, I think, I mean, both are great, but I think it's good to tap into that B quadrant. And the only way you can get there in you know, what we do in door-to-door sales is to add a lot of value to your team. And the the way to do that is to serve them, right? They work, I have this mindset of, I work for them, they don't work for me, right? Mm I don't take, uh, you know, the John C. Maxwell talks about the, the, the five levels of leadership, right? And the very bottom one is leading from a position of title or authority. That's actually the lowest type of leader you can be. Someone who just simply says, oh, because I'm the manager, because I'm the boss, you have to do as I say. And that doesn't work, especially, if our, especially in our industry of 1099s. Um, so you want to lead um, the, what is it? The, the top one is what's called a pinnacle leader. And a pinnacle leader is people follow them because of who they are, right? That's it. That's why they follow them. Not, they don't follow them just because of their title or because of the results or because of what they say. They follow them just simply because of who they are. So the best way to be a servant leader, um, I believe, is uh, to, or the best, way, the, 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 best, the best thing that you can do is just, like I said, serve your people because then people look at that and they're like, man, I want to be like that. Because everybody like everybody, feels good when they give. Everybody feels good when they help other people. And people are desiring that. They're just probably wanting advice or direction on how to do so. So I think you know, how you grow any organization is just to, like I said, serve your people, um, do the best you can for them. And, again, I, I've made many mistakes in my lifetime. Um, I did a podcast with Mitch uh, Meisner a couple weeks ago. And one thing I talked about there is I believe the reason I have the confidence I have today is actually because of the many mistakes I made. The reason today I have the confidence to lead, and I'm not afraid to lead, I'm not afraid to take action, to take big risk, is because of all the mistakes i made in the past. Like I've I've also made a lot of bad leadership calls, right? Mm-hmm. I've also thought I was doing the right thing, but then looking back at it, I was like, okay, that was actually the wrong, the wrong thing. And as a leader, I mean, when it comes to serving people, you have to be willing to take action and sometimes i think leaders are afraid to take action because they're thinking to themselves, well what if what if that's the wrong decision? What if i make the wrong call? And the truth is that's probably going to happen from time to time and that's okay. You know, the, the next the, the next thing you then do that happens is you take ownership of it. You say, i'm sorry, i messed up. Like, hey Rick, i i made the wrong call. I thought this was going to be what's best for you. Turns out it wasn't. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll be better, right? You own it as you own it as a leader um and then you move on and then you just get better right and uh you know and then that's how you grow but i mean i'm not perfect at it i'm still growing at it um but definitely um have learned a lot uh yeah. in the last couple of years
2: yeah of course dude one of the things i want to touch on and it's it's super cool that you brought up earlier that 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 you were in the marines right um one of the things that i've seen that's most successful with people in the industry is those who come from like an athletic background wrestlers predominantly are some of yeah the, i don't know what it is man wrestlers and farmers from idaho are just the like the, like if, if 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 i ever have a kid that's like oh dude i wrestled in high school i was kind of good or this kid that was a grew up farming in idaho i'm like i want you guys <laughs> like i'll take yeah. you guys but, my, theory,
1: my theory is that <laughs> wrestling is a one-man sport. So yeah. you're, like, forced to, like, like you're all you have. Where in football, yeah. you can still be a part of a winning team and suck. You know what I mean? Where wrestling, it's like, if you suck, you're going to know it. But if yeah. you're good, you're going to know it. So exactly. I think that's why.
2: <laughs> it's true, right? But the farmers are just – they just work hard. They're Right. They're just right. workhorses. But one of the things that I've noticed and one of the things that, that I read on – I can't remember if I read it or I saw it or I was on some side some sort of training, but like a culture, like the military culture, like the brotherhood that's there. It's something that it, it's so deep and so profound. If you're able to establish something like that into a sales organization,
1: yep. dude,
2: it takes
1: off. And you just said it, that the key word in there was brother right? Um, Simon Sinek has a book called Leaders E Last. And, it, and, and he, studied, he studied the military. And in that book, he talked about how the military is a culture of um, family, right? Like, and in the military, I, the, the people I worked with, I didn't call them co-workers. I called them my brother and my sister. Like, hey, this is my brother. like Because we saw each other as brothers and sisters, right? We weren't, of course, blood brothers. But everyone that I worked with in the military, they were my brother and sister. Where in the you know um, in the workplace, everybody sees each other as coworkers. Like, oh, this is my coworker. Oh, this is the guy I work with. This is my rep, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if we all adopted that mindset of brothers and sisters, we would do so much better. And then I would I would even go another step further. And for people in leadership roles, for them to have a mindset of, okay, I'm a father and a mother, right? Because as a if you so I'm a father now right mm-hmm. as a father to my son of course I want to see him grow of course I'm gonna be there for him of course if he needs help I'm gonna be like hey what do you need son like I got you of course I'm gonna protect him watch out for him coach him teach him right because he's my son and if I have that same mindset with my reps like okay these aren't my subordinates these are my you know do I don't know if it's weird to say sons, but like, they're my brother essentially. Right? Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. here. I am as a, maybe as a big, maybe sort of a father I say, cause that sounds weird. Maybe I say big brother, right? Here I am as their mm-hmm. big brother and I want to serve them and protect them and be there for them. And the cool thing about, uh, do you have brothers? Yeah, I, I have one, one little brother and four, four sisters. Okay. So you're the big brother, right? So I was opposite. Yes. So I, I have a, I have a big brother. And growing up, you know, my big brother, he would mess with me a lot, you know, pick on me, make me he would make me frustrated and and I would cry sometimes. you know he would beat up on me. However, if somebody else tried doing that, you best believe he had my back. yeah and and that's and that's how we need to be as managers, right as managers, we need to have that big brother mindset where I'm like, hey, like a big brother, like yeah, I might mess with you. yeah, I might tell you some hard truths. I might say some things you need to hear like a big brother to a little brother should do. However, though, if someone messes with you, right, I got your back. And when I say someone, it doesn't have to be a person, right? It can be you notice that your rep is struggling with anxiety, with depression, with, you know, he's just, he, he, he has a scarcity mindset. Like those things should irritate you as a leader, and you should do everything in your power to essentially fight those things for your little brother, right? So, So, yeah, I mean, the military definitely taught me a lot of that aspect about having a brother-sister, like family mentality when it comes to the people you work with. And I'm sure if we saw that a lot more in the door-to-door space, um, yeah, I mean, organization, I mean, you'll, I, I think the biggest fruit you'll get from that is loyalty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because sometimes I know, uh, like, I know we're always trying to recruit each other and stuff like that. And, and, and I say this humbling, but, you know, me losing guys to their companies has never been a huge, huge issue. Every once in a while, of course, I lose a guy to a competitor and, you know, it is what it is, but. I'm very just blessed to say that most of the guys that I've worked with over the years have been very loyal, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, they've been offered money and they've been offered, you know, positions, but they're like, no, I like where I'm at. I like like the people I work with, right. It goes back to culture. You know, they love the organization they're a part of, right. They feel like it's a family unit, not a corporate nine to five job. And, you know, and and to go even a little, little deeper on that, you know, some practical things we do is. Once, like about once a week or sometimes every other week, we'll, we'll have a sports day where we just get together as a family and just play Frisbee, uh, spike ball, basketball. Um, you know, we'll do barbecues. Um, we haven't done this in a while, but we'll do beach days. Or, you know, we, we also find just events we can do outside of a work setting mm-hmm. um, to where we can connect as a, as a family as well.
2: One, one of the things that I, I noticed, and I'll, I'll touch on a little bit, I think this this could be a big key or like something that could help leaders. But in the military you guys go through the shit. You guys see some nasty stuff, but I think in 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 those deep and hard like harsh moments, that's where you establish that bond. That's where you establish that 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 brotherhood. So, if you're running an organization, do hard things with with your guys, with, with, with your reps, with your, with whoever it is you're working with. Right. Right. Whether whether that be like working out together at the gym, whether that's like doing really hard things that makes both of you guys on makes everybody uncomfortable, but you guys grow together. Right. At that point, all the pride, all the BS is stripped away and it's just people. This is who I am and I have your back. Whatever happens next. You got right. your back, I got, no, you have, I got your back, you got my
1: back. Right. Yeah, I like that and, you know, um, the door space is, door to door space is usually, it's predomin- predominantly male, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what I found out is that men, they connect side to side and mm-hmm. women, they connect face to face, right? That's usually how it uh, breaks down. And that's also even a relationship, a relationship tip right there. You know, for the men out there, like women, they they connect face to face, right? That's why most of them they love quality time and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But men, you're right. I mean, I'm just speaking to the men out here. We connect side to side, right? Meaning that we we look at a common vision, and that's how we connect, right? We we see the gym. Okay, let's do this. You know, side to side. Okay, we see knocking doors. All right, let's do this side to side. Because you're right. We that is how in the the military, um, when you go a, a reason why I. Instantly connect with the Marine. So, someone tells me, like, oh, I was in the Marine Corps. The reason there's an instant connection is because the one thing we all have in common is we all went through boot camp, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have a different MOS or different job, you could have been staged somewhere different, but the common denominator is all of us went through the same boot camp. And boot camp in the Marine Corps is freaking hell. It's 90 days of just you being hazed just yelled at like you uh-huh. have no freedom like it's like it's nothing it's and then the last five days you do something called the crucible which is like the most intense five days of my life i mean it's like just non-stop um activity very little food i think you have like four hours of sleep throughout the whole thing i'm sorry it's not five days it's three days but you have like four hours of sleep in those three days i mean you do a 10-mile hike with a 100-pound pack and then it's just it's just like one of the most physically and mentally hardest things I've done in my life. But knowing that when someone says I'm a Marine, I already instantly know, okay, they went through that too, and they got through it. I have this bond with them, even though I didn't do it with them, right? Instantly, I'm like, all right, you get it, right? You went through it too. And then, and that's why there's just such a, yeah, that's why there's such a strong bond within the military, because we all went through hard things together right and uh and we got through it and the, and there's and then there's also a level of respect you have for that person, so I agree. I mean, um you're actually even challenging me right now. I think lately I've kind of stepped up or I kind of have like slowed down on doing hard things with my reps. I think over the last couple of months, I've gotten pretty comfortable mm-hmm. uh with where I'm at, but I think I need to get back to it and just like get dirt get down and dirty get in the trenches, you know a lot more than I ever have with my guys because that's, especially right now with COVID and everything going on, like people are scared and there's a lot of uncertainty. And I know I got to step up as a leader and connect with my guys. And the best way to do that in our space is just getting out there, knocking with them, Mm -hmm. right. Being out there early, late, being in appointments with them. And you, and the default of that is, or the fruit of that is that you'll get their, uh, uh, their, their buy-in, their loyalty. Exactly. Dude, it's, I'm, I'm loving this man i'm loving
2: this um shoot man this is freaking dope um dude with that man there 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 has to there's something that you just continuously work on it's not you do it once and, and you're done right right um, uh i was listening to uh in andy frazella's podcast this morning um and he it, 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 it talked about the five digits to making millions. And he right. basically wrote it down to, it's just 10,000. That's how many attempts you have to make at what you're doing. It's mm. not 10,000, if you're playing baseball, 10,000 half-ass swings. It's 10,000 actual intentional swings. That's 10,000 intentional knocks giving 100% at every single knock. That's how you progress it's not you go out for a little bit you kind of get one and then you're just writing this thing on like oh i just can go out for and for a few hours and get one or two why not go out for six hours and that one or two now becomes five and six every single day you know right you're you're not doing anything different you're just you're just i guess you're out there longer Right. You become sharper with what you're doing. Yeah, it takes you a little bit longer to get twice as much or whatever it may be. But what does that do? It sharpens the saw. It sharpens who you are. It essentially just being resilient and just continuously going right. Yeah. And that's you know something pretty big with 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 what you're doing, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Resilience is, I think, one of the key things you got to have as a salesperson. Uh, you got to be willing to push through when things get tough um and i know that's something that the, the military taught me you know about resilience um you know the uh, nobody's promised an easy life that's one of the things we have to understand as people is all of us are going to have a hard life one way or another sure some have harder lives than others you know some have a, b- bigger challenges than others but all of us have challenges and we have to understand that we have to push through them and we have to push through it with optimism, with hope. We have to know that, hey, you know what? Tomorrow will be a better day. Tomorrow will be a better day. Tomorrow will be a better day. And uh, resilience is definitely key. And I, I know the first year I did door door, I didn't do so good. Um, uh, you know, Legacy is the first company I've ever done door door with. Solar is the only door door product I've ever sold. Um, you know, I, I didn't have a big sales background when I first started. So the first year I struggled a lot, you know, mainly because of lack of skill, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but one thing that I did have was resilience. You know, I was like, Nope, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep doing this until I figure it out. Until I figure it out. Like the first year, I think I made less than $10,000 in door to door. And I, and I'm doing, I've been doing a year round. I don't do the summer program. I do a year round. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I wasn't very good, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was like, I'm going to keep going. I may not be the best, but I'm going to just keep going until I figure it out. And then about i would say 14 16 or so months in i figured it out and I, I started having momentum the first time and you know i made my first big paycheck you know i had my first five figure paycheck you know in one week and i was just like what the heck like this is so mm-hmm. surreal to me you know and then ever since then i just still kept going and kept going and and again you know i don't i don't pretend to be the best in solar i don't i there's a lot of people out there in solar that I know would run circles around me, but I know one thing that I have is that I won't give up no matter how hard things are. I, I won't give up. And, and, and resilience is, is key whether you're a sales rep or whether you are uh, in management, because all of us have problems um, and we definitely have to be willing to push through them.
2: Yeah, That's all it is, man. You, you, you can't control what comes at you. You just control right. how you roll, with the punches that's that's what it is you know yeah. life happens for you not
1: to you um yeah another thing that another thing that comes up when you talk about resilience my mentor taught me about this thing called the, an aq uh-huh. and you know all of us know iq eq right intelligence quotient emotional quotient but aq is adversity quotient so essentially it's like how much adversity can you take and just like how there's certain certain jobs where you have to have a high IQ to get it, right? For example, and, uh, in the military, if you want to be in if you want to be in the intelligence sector, you had to have a you had to have to a really high IQ, right? It's, uh, Intel is for smart people, right? Yeah. So I think in the door to door space, um, all of us need to have a high AQ adversity quotient, meaning we have to be willing to take on a lot of adversity. Because I found out the people that don't make it in this business are the ones with a low AQ, uh, AQ, but the ones that do are the ones with a high AQ. Because sometimes it's not necessarily the most talented person that wins in this game. It's the person that can keep going and just going and going and going. I have seen some people in this job who I think are not talented at all. I think they actually suck, but- I see that they have a high AQ and they freaking – they're crushing it. They're still making a lot of money. And I think to myself, I'm like, how is this person crushing it? And then I'm like, oh, this person's probably just working more than I am. He's willing to knock more doors, face more adversity than I am. It's not that he's more talented than me because I'm sure if him and I work the same amount of hours, I will probably make more money because I like to think I'm more Mm -hmm. skilled than this person. But this person just has a high AQ. So – um, you know I would uh, challenge everybody here to ask themselves if you could rate your AQ, just like how you can rate your IQ or you know EQ, like what would it be? would you rate, would it be a high? Like, do you crumble the first adversity you have or the second? or can you look yourself in the mirror and say, yep, I can literally handle adversity after adversity after adversity. And the key is to go from you know challenge to challenge, without any loss of enthusiasm, right? That's how you know you have a high AQ. If you can go from rejection to rejection, challenge to challenge, failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that.
0: It's true.
2: <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. That, that's actually what, what we did. Uh, so I served so I my mission in, in Guatemala um, and all the missionaries—that's just what they did. They're like, when whenever yeah. like whenever we did anything, or like somebody got like did did something cool, or you know, just achieve something, everybody's like,
1: oh shoot, like, sick, yeah. he did it.
2: Um, it's it's funny you bring that up because I, I was just thinking about everything you're saying, um, and that's that's what it is. You I mean, you just have to be willing to go through so much adversity for your cause, right? right. Now it, it's it for me a little little story about me when I served my mission for for my church uh, again I served in Guatemala I got chicken pox a month and a half in country so I'm uh-huh. in I'm in a third world country a month and a half in I get chicken pox I'm 21 years old if you get chicken pox a, as an adult it is hell like literal hell like I was at the point where I almost got sent home early like within the wow. first three months. Right. And that's fine. Right. Okay. I get over that. My thing is, is I can handle it. I'm young. My body can take it. That was just the start. Like I had parasites. I was like losing a ton of weight. I was always sick. No matter what I ate, it always made me sick. I I had to take stool tests every single month just to see if, if I was going to be put on medication or not for my stomach, for my, for my intestines. Right. And then I get to an area Again, I'm sick all the time. I get bit by some crazy spider that like um just like swells up my whole arm. And I get to the point right. where like this this is killing me. I call up the doctor and he's like, put put a hot rag on it and have him squeeze it out like like a pimple. And it's it's right here. I'm not sure if you can see it. Right. But this yeah, thing right there, it. that that thing right there was a spider bite, dude. It swelled up all the way to my fingertips. And the lady who cooked our lunch. She put all rag on it, and she squeezed everything out, man. It was one of the most excruciating things I've, I've ever been through. But I said, I'd rather go through this than continue living in pain. And I did, right? And we go more and more and more, right? Just every month, every few weeks, it was something, right? Like, I, I fell off of a moving bus, right? Um, I was held at gunpoint. Like, uh, countless times, I saw people just get like a drive-by shooting like 20 feet in front of me like 30 people just killed just right. like that i get dengue right i'm hospitalized for a few days at the point where i'm about to get sent home again because my health is now in question i'm like no i'm not i'm, I'm staying like get me out of here i'm going back to work right how much are you willing to go through and then two weeks before i go home i chop my arm with a machete i go home with stitches in my arm and it's like no I'm 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 going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. It's what, what is your, why? Like, what are you working towards? What is your, what is your, your mission, right? How much adversity are you willing to go through for what it is you want to accomplish? Whether that be for you, whether that be for your current family, your future family, you have to be resilient because the people who last are the people who are willing to take, take the biggest beating for the most, for the most amount of time. There's a
1: price tag for everything. Exactly. And anybody that is successful right now, whether we've seen it or not, they paid some kind of price. Yeah. And uh, they had it like no, unless you win the lottery, <laughs> uh, nobody achieved success or a million dollars or a billion dollars with, without nothing. They went through a lot of pain, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of hardships and, and uh, but they were willing to do it. And that's why they're successful. Mm-hmm. So we have to know that we have to know, Hey, there's a price I got to pay. Right. And, uh, I, my AQ better be very high or if it's not, then okay, work on it like a muscle, mm-hmm. right? Just work on it. You know, if all you get, if this is how much adversity you can handle, great. You know, every single day, make it a goal to handle, to just do this much. And then what's going to happen is then now this is now, now this is your max. And then now this is your max, right? It's like a muscle. You yeah. just work it out. Yep. You know,
2: that's exactly what it is. And, uh, and ultimately it, it just builds confidence uh, for our morning meeting today, we had, uh, we listened to a little segment between Sam Taggart and Ed Milet right now to condense it. It's, he doesn't do, he doesn't, you don't end on an even number. Don't end on an even number of knocks, knock one more. If, 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 if you're going to do cardio for 30 minutes, do cardio for 31 minutes, 33 minutes, do a, one more, a little bit more every single day and just let that compound one on top right. of the other. And before you know it, yeah, it's, it's going to suck. It right. is going to suck really bad, but yep. I would much rather take two weeks and add one minute after every day, than go start tomorrow running 30 minutes to the next day saying, I'm going to go run a marathon. Right. I can't. I physically can, like I'm I'm a big dude. I got terrible shin splints. That's that's just an overall bad idea. But I like the idea of working myself up to be able to handle more and more
1: and more. Right. And that's it. You just and then eventually you get there. Eventually you that's get why. there. That's why and then that's what resilience is about, you know, just, just doing the giving of your best and your best will look different every single time. So you know, at one point my best was here and then it was here, and then it's here, and then it's here, right? And, uh, that's it, you know, like, uh, don't, if you, this is your best try now, don't try to do this because you'll probably just burn yourself out or you're, or you won't do it and then you'll get discouraged.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. But yeah, Um, shoot, man, one,
2: one of the things I want to talk to you about, and it's, and it's, uh, prior, prior to starting this up, we, we talked about it a little bit, but I'm, I'm really big into this is being resourceful, right? Just, Using what you have. Um, one, of, uh, one of the quotes that uh, I, I grew up with, and it's, it's one of the things that's lasted me for a long time, is uh, we grew up really poor. And one of the things that my mom always told me was, you can either be a creature of your circumstances or you can be a creative operator. Mm-hmm. Life deals you a card, right? And she told me, look, life life handed you a really shitty card. What are you going to do with it?
1: Yeah. I love that. So what I think about when you say resourcefulness, so it's two things came up. Um, uh, I love playing spades. Uh, uh-huh. Do you play spades? Uh, I probably do,
2: but I, I suck. I'm very
1: bad. So it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a two man It's four people, but you're on a team. And uh, the, one of the purposes of spades is – or one of the things you don't control in spades is the cards you're dealt right? So everyone's dealt 13 cards. And essentially the point of the game is you want to make the best of your 13 cards. And sometimes you're dealt a really, really good hand. And sometimes you're dealt a really bad hand. But even if you're dealt a bad hand, you can still turn it into something good if you know the rules. And I feel like that's what, we're, that's what being resourceful is, is number one, just simply knowing, okay, just, just acknowledging, okay, this is what I have. It may not be much, but this is what I have. Now that I know what I have, what can I create with what I have? I think what most people fail is they don't they don't really take a good look at what they do have, or sometimes they're focusing on what they don't have. Mm-hmm. Stop focusing on what you don't have. Stop it, right? If you're like, let's say, new. In, so for so for me, my upbringing in door to door was I didn't really have a mentor to teach me the ropes, right? The first six months I did door to door, I was pretty much by myself. I saw a guy knock for like two or three days for like maybe two hours. And and that's all. And then that's it. And then I was on my own. I didn't have a, I didn't have a team. There wasn't like a, a culture I could really plug into. It was pretty I was pretty much just by myself. However, what did I do? What did I what did I have? I had the internet, right? I had YouTube. I had books. Right. I I read Dorador Door Millionaire by Lenny Gray in literally under like three hours. I bought the book and I just devoured that book in three hours. And I just re-read it and, reread it and reread it and reread it and then applied everything that was in that book, right? I became resourceful. I just looked, okay, what do I have? And then I used those things. Okay, Legacy had great training um, resources on their app, you know, tons of videos. I would watch those videos over and over and over until I could literally say everything word by word. And that's how I learned. That's how I got better every single day. So, yeah, so resourcefulness is having the awareness of what is available. Okay? And then not looking at what's not available and then asking yourself, what can I create with this? And then the second thing that I thought about, so the first one was the spades because that, that's literally how you win spades. Spades is one of my favorite card playing games because you, the goal is to turn whatever you have into a winning hand, right? And, I, and I've won with bad hands before because I knew how to use that to a way where I could win. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, But the second thing is like being, being an alchemist um there's this book called the alchemist one of my one of my favorite books um by uh, i think paul coach i forget his last name anyways but it's called the alchemist it's a, it's a story phenomenal book like i said one of my favorite books but the whole one of the whole points of the book is essentially an alchemist can create can or can make something from nothing right an alchemist is able to take coal and make it into gold right and i think that as that's what resourcefulness also looks like. It's how can I turn something, even though if it's nothing, and turn it into something? Because I, what I see happen a lot in this in this space is a lot of reps are looking for other people to be their everything, right? They're looking at their oh, I'm not successful because of my manager. Oh, I'm not successful because I don't have an iPad. Oh, I'm not successful because I don't have a good hood. Oh, I'm not successful because I, it, it rains all the time, right? They're always they're always pointing the finger at themselves without looking at like okay what do I have and how can I make this or how can I turn this into something that's gold? Because that's what an alchemist does. An alchemist takes coal and makes it into gold. And that's what this book's all about. It's just having that mindset of being, being an alchemist, turning nothing into something. And uh, I'm so big on resourcefulness. I think as a leader, if you're not resourceful, that's something that you should work on. Um, and I, and I always have that attitude of like, okay, how can I go out there and just find whatever the heck I'm looking for? Mm
2: -hmm. That's exactly what it is, man. It's what do you, what do you got in front of you going, going back on it is this is one of the things that I've, I've seen a lot. And, uh, um, it's, it it's, it's always like, it's always, it's always like bothered me, but whenever I hear the phrase once I. Once I get an iPad, once I get a new hood. Mm. Right? You're you're relying on something external to um basically guar- guarantee you success.
1: Right.
2: And and an iPad's not, not gonna um you know make, make you money. It it it'll help. It's a tool. It's that a you tool, need. yeah. It's a tool. It's a, re- it's a resource, right? But it's not the source exactly you're the source exactly so once i get an ipad once i get a new hood once i go to this training seminar once i get out to area once i you know once i make a sale i'll be good right once i get back up on my feet think things will start picking up right rather than like you're you're kind of waiting for you're you're kind of waiting for the perfect time right, right? It's funny because one of the things that, that, that I tell my customers is the hardest thing about my job is the timing. And mm. essentially, it's true because I have to find people at the right time. I have to find mm-hmm. them in a good mood because if they're in a bad mood, they aren't in a buying mood. If they're not right. in a buying mood, I call them at a bad time. But right. in a sense, that timing is also a bit of luck. Now, I, I don't believe in like just the standard definition of luck. For me, luck is when preparation meets opportunity,
0: hmm.
2: right? The amount of work that I put in to prepare for that moment now leads me to finding somebody at the right time, you know? Right. But granted, if I wasn't resourceful and I didn't use what I had, like, it, I mean, we, we've all seen it. We actually just right. had a conversation about this, right? When new reps go go into a hood and they're like, I can do it, nobody's buying, all this stuff, right, because they're they're just not being resourceful, they're just reciting the pitch word for word, they're not understanding, they're not marking what they're running into, so they don't know how to right. overcome the the objections that they're getting right what what happens when, when when you get it for me in the past is if a rep just continues to tell me that i get I get a little frustrated, right, and then part of me is like, all right, watch this, I go into their hood, and what happens? Yeah. Dude, you, they warmed up that hood so much for you that when you go in, they're just primed for the picking. But again, its I'm just resourceful, right? I, I just worked hard enough. I've just prepared long enough to be in the right spot. That's just what reps got to do. Use use what you have to, to to benefit you. Yeah. And there are so many free tools available on the internet.
1: Like, it is absolutely crazy. You can literally get the equivalent of what you learn in college on YouTube.
2: That's that's what it is. And what, what's funny is that in this industry, there are so many people who are willing to help you and give out free advice and right. just free trainings all the time. Yeah. It's just how bad do you want it? Like, I I can literally pick this thing up. And I have so many people in so, in so many industries. And I've, I've told this to a ton of people like the amount of people that hit me up and they're like, Hey, I need help with this. This is what I do. This is where I sell. I'm like dope. Let me put you into contact with this person. I make the connection. I get a text a few weeks later saying, Hey, like, dude, my sales have gone up tremendously today. I got a, I got a text and this is like one of the, for me, this is one of the coolest things about my page. Um, so this kid hits me up, this guy hits me up a few weeks ago, right? And he's, he asked me, hey, like, like, I'm dealing with, like, severe anxiety. It's, 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 it's leading in, into depression. Like, do you know anybody in your network that goes through this and whatnot? And, I, I mean, off the top of my head, I didn't know anybody. But, what, but he knew that I had a platform, and I just threw it up on, a, on, on my story. And I'm like, if any of you guys deal deal with severe anxiety and, you know, have resources or know somebody that's a therapist or whatever it may be, right? Just either respond to this story or respond with with in, in the question thing, right? That, that, that was a few okay. weeks ago. I totally forgot about it. I sent him all the information. I screenshot everything. Sent it to him today. I get a text message saying, "Hey, dude, this probably isn't any of your concern, but thank you so much." Right? Like I'm in a way better place. Come on. Prior. I I hadn't prior to you doing what you did. I hadn't left the house in a week and a half. I was crippling anxiety leading into spiraling depression. And you made the connection for me. You were able to facilitate a connection that now I'm getting therapy for. I'm continuously working on myself and I'm feeling way better now and optimistic about the future.
1: Wow. That's amazing.
2: Dude, for me, like, when I saw that, like, I, I had to stop. And it – I stopped knocking. And, and, dude, this this, this feeling of, like, gratitude just overwhelmed yeah. me. And it's like, dude, like, I feel like I didn't do much. But he knew he couldn't do yeah. anything. He knew that if he asked me – because, again, I respond to just about everybody I can on that page – and if it comes down to helping somebody out, dude, I'll, I'll do it every single yeah. time. No, no questions asked. But it's just that resourcefulness, right? He, he didn't have what he needed, but he saw somebody who could have mm-hmm. an answer or
1: could, could have a connection. right? Yeah, and sometimes what you're looking for maybe isn't within, like, uh, one touch. You might have to – it might be behind something else, right? So in that example, he didn't have access to somebody, but he was like, huh maybe this person does though so i'm gonna go see and then the, the answer he's looking for was through you and and that's also another aspect of resourcefulness is just okay sometimes if i'm looking um uh I'm trying to of an example but if if i'm like uh struggling with let's just say investing okay i don't know it's one of the things um so maybe i'm like okay i made all this money but i don't know how to invest it okay And maybe right now none of my friends are investing. Um, Okay, well, let me reach out to my manager. Maybe my manager knows someone that is a big investor, and you reach out. And then the manager's like, oh, yeah, you know, one of my buddies, he does really well. Here's his number. Right, boom. That's being resourceful, right? Instead of just being like, oh, well, I don't don't know anybody, so I guess I'll just never do it. Mm -hmm. Just doing whatever you can to get the answers you're looking for because the answers are out there, but you do got to look for them. You got to put in the work but you will you will find them just like how if you knock enough doors you'll find your buyer right same thing if you look enough in enough places you'll find whatever answers you're looking for mm-hmm. dude but yeah i love it man dude love it too man um yeah i yeah would have to <laughs> cut this off sh- i would have to cut yeah <laughs> it i gotta I got spend time with my wife
2: yeah dude oh, so uh, i guess i guess with this dude this last little part or some final thoughts, some words of wisdom. What whatever's been weighing weighing in your heart, whatever's on your heart, dude, my platform's open to you.
1: Appreciate that. Um well number one, dude, would say I love what you're doing, love the vision behind this and the message and just connecting everybody. Um, you know, I, I think uh this is this is needed a lot more in the door to door space. My my message to everybody would just be um to represent our industry in a very clean way. Um, I do believe what we have is a profession. Um, this, This is no different than pursuing a career as a lawyer or as a doctor or as a banker or real estate. Like We have a professional career and we have to carry ourselves as professionals. Um and you know we have an obligation to do that because sales has just gotten tainted over the last couple of years, over the last couple of decades. And uh I want to make being a salesperson great again. You know, I really do because I think it's needed. Um we uh selling is so important and it's crazy when I meet people and they're like, Oh, I can never do what you do. I could never sell. And I just think to myself, I'm like, what are you talking about? Everybody is selling. Like right now you're selling me on why you can't be a salesperson and you're doing a bad job at it because I don't believe you. You know, so all of us, I think, I think as humans, I would love to, you know, when when I would love when my kids have kids for us to live in a society where like this is being taught in schools, where it's like, okay, we're gonna teach you the principles of selling. Now, does that mean you have to sell a product? No, because every day, like I said, we're selling something, whether it's a service, I'm sorry, whether it's an idea a concept why an employer should give you a raise, why an employer should hire you, right or, or why this girl should go on a date with you or or why or why should you marry this guy, right? Every day we're selling something. And I think it's so important that we as a society learn these principles. So, but I think it's on us to first lead by example, right? Mm-hmm. And show people that our career is awesome, that we can do this ethically. We can do this without being rude to homeowners, that even if a homeowner yells at us and cusses us out, you just simply say, all right, have a good day. Th- they're not your buyer, right? Like we said earlier, they're just not your buyer. Cool, go to the next person. You don't gotta cuss them out back. You don't gotta like raise your voice, just be the better person and just move on with your day. You'll never see them again. So that'll be my message. Just uh, let's uh, let's make this industry great because it's a great industry. I love what we get to do. I love the people we get to impact. And uh, we can definitely go out there and send a great message. And even if they don't buy from you, for them to know that door-to-door salespeople are awesome people. Sweet. All right, John, thank you so
2: much, brother. So what I'll do, I guess I'll I'll just do a little intro before we can cut it here, because I want you to go uh, spend time with your wife. Um, That's important for her. So don't want to come between you guys. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate everything you do. Um, where can people find you on on social media?
1: Yeah, so my Instagram is the General John, all one word, and John is spelled J-O-N. Um, so that's my that's kind of my my nickname if you call it or my branding. Uh, the General, that's what people call me in Legacy. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't make it myself. Some guy uh, one, or one of my friends started calling me that one day, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it just picked up and then people yeah. just start calling me the general. And then now my friends call me the general. People at church call me the general. It's kinda of funny. I I swear it wasn't me. And then one day I'm like, you know what? Everybody calls me the general. So I'm just gonna make my Instagram the General John. Uh, but I love it now because it it it's kinda of like more of an identity thing. I'm like, okay, how 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 would a general really act? Uh, but anyways, sorry, I went up on a tangent there, gonna... but my instagram the general john uh facebook john soriano um, i'm not really on twitter or linkedin mm-hmm. so i just mainly stay on instagram mainly instagram so mm-hmm. you can follow me there perfect all right brother
2: thank you so much appreciate it and uh yeah guys we'll see you guys on the next one yes
0: and they stay there and they say yeah and they say down.